Georgia. It's 8.30 and time once again for the Bible broadcast with evangelist Keith Allison. Well, it is a real blessing that I have today to be back on the radio with another message out of the good word of God. This is Keith Allison of Demarest, Georgia, and I just want to welcome you to this 30 minutes of Bible exposition from the good word of God. It is a real honor for me to be on today, and I count it just a privilege that we have this study time together as we open up the Word of God. It would be great if you had uh, the opportunity to take an open Bible and to follow along with me, or if you would like to take a pen and paper and to take a few notes, I believe it might be a help to you somewhere down the road. And let me say, you may be in, a, in an automobile, you may be at home, you may be even at a place of business, but wherever you're at, I trust that this message today will be a help and an encouragement to you. I would like to say that we are on the air uh, for the glory of God. I want to magnify Him and just lift up the lovely name of Jesus. Amen. And then I want to edify you that are saved. I want to try to build you up in the faith and help you. I, I, I'm not taking the place of your church. I'm not taking the place of your pastor. But I just want to be used to the Lord to be a help where I can. And then those, they may be folk that listen that are not saved. And it's my heart's desire and my prayer to God for you is that you might hear the gospel message and be born again into the family of God. And so I just want to try to be a help and a blessing if I possibly can. And so I covet your prayers. Do pray for my wife and I as we are involved in doing evangelistic work and just uh, you pray that we'd be used to the Lord uh, as he sees fit. And let me remind you, you can go to my website. It is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Again, that's KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And you'll find our short-term itinerary as well as books that I have written and the link there where you can order those. And they are, there's a brief uh, comment or description on the books and then you'll see the radio stations that we're currently on. And uh, you have access to on, uh, online demand as far as listening uh, to the radio ministry because the programs are archived. And so you can do all of that on our website. But it is a blessing to be on the radio. And I trust and hope that, uh, that uh, you're doing well. And I know that we're living in a day when we're seeing so many uh, unusual events take place. Uh, there's so many happenings around the world, and it seems like our nation is just becoming more and more disturbed and divided and, uh, and even delusional. And I'll tell you, if there's ever been a day when we need a friend, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's in these days in which we're living in. And so I trust and hope that uh, this 30 minutes that I have on the radio uh, on different days of the week, I trust and hope that it'll make a difference in somebody's life. And if this broadcast is a help and a blessing to you, why not give me a call? Why not drop a little card in the, in the mail for me and just let me know that you are listening? Or either you can go to our uh, email. It is KeithAllisonMinistries.com at gmail.com and I'd appreciate if you just 
send us a shoot us a note saying that you are listening. But that's Keith Allison Ministries at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. All right, we're going to start our message today in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 29. And I want to read verse number 29. And I have an unusual title today and maybe an unusual message. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 29, 29, he said, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. I want to speak to you today on secret things, on secret things. Again, Moses is writing this, and he said, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. Now here, these secret things, I believe, are talking about God's hidden counsel. In other words, the things that God knows and the things that God uh, is doing that he does not share with you and I. And I trust me, dear friend, there is much that is God is involved in and doing that you and I do not know anything about. So here it is the secret things of God's hidden counsel. He said the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but now watch, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. So there's two things in this verse. There are the secret things that God chooses not to reveal, and then there are those things that God reveals to us, and it is for our benefit that we may do all the words of the law. Let me say first of all a word about these secret things. This, I believe, takes in a lot of the providential happenings in life that you and I can never understand. In other words, I have no, I have, I cannot explain to you why a, a child may die with cancer. I cannot explain to you why that husband or wife at a very young age was killed in an automobile wreck. I cannot explain why people are stricken and have to suffer so much before they pass maybe even at an early age. There's so many types of tragedies that are happening in our society today. And I know people look to the men of God sometimes and feel like maybe we have an answer. But neighbor, I just want you to know that there's a lot of things that are happening providentially in life that it is known only to God. And that comes under this title of the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. And so there are a lot of things in this life, in your life and in my life, that God will never reveal to us. And we that's why we have to walk by faith. That's why we have to just believe that God is just and that everything that God does is right. And because God, listen, God does not have to explain himself to you and I. God does not have to vindicate or justify everything that he either causes to happen. Now listen, 
or permits to happen. You see, God may not be the direct cause of everything that happens, but yet God has to be the one to allow or permit it to happen, even though he is not the cause of it. So there's a lot of things in life that I cannot explain. And I wish when I went to the uh, funeral home and when I go to the hospital, I really wish that I had an answer for every person's question. I really wish that I could bring words that would immediately erase the pain and erase the suffering and erase the sorrow. But these are things that are hidden to you and I. And I know that some folk like to appear to be very spiritual and think that they've got an answer to all of the secret things. But God has just chosen for some things not to be revealed. And then also I believe that in these secret things are some of the mysteries of the Word of God. I know that there are uh, some things in the Bible that we believe, but yet we just can't get our hands around it. We can't get our minds wrapped around it. We don't understand, and not to say that some people don't understand it, but I believe there are things about God and about his word that he has chosen not to reveal. We know that some of the men saw things like Paul and John, and then they were commanded not to write what they saw. Why? Because God was keeping that a secret. But he did say, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. So I thank God for what he has revealed. And instead of grumbling and, and, and complaining and maybe even getting bitter at what God has not shown you, and what God is keeping a secret in your life, instead of getting bitter at God, why don't you rejoice in what God has revealed and rejoice in that? In other words, I may not have an answer as to why a child may pass away, but I do have a revealed truth. Just like when David said, I cannot bring the child back, but I can go to it. We have the revealed truth that there is a heaven, amen, and that we serve a God of mercy and a God of love and a God that takes care of those children, amen, before they reach that age of accountability. And we serve a just God, doesn't matter what we're talking about. And so we can take consolation, even though the secret things may be hidden from us, we can take consolation in the areas that God has chosen to reveal unto you and I. So there is the secret things of God's hidden counsel. And then we turn in the word of God to the book of, of Proverbs chapter number 11. Proverbs chapter number 11. And we find in Proverbs the secret things, and I call this the secret things of honor and privacy. The Bible says in Proverbs eleven thirteen, a talebearer, that means a gossiper, a talebearer revealeth secrets, revealeth secrets. But he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. Can I ask you this? Do you know things about people, 
about other people that really nobody else needs to know? Amen. Do you know things that people have taken you into their confidence and people have taken you into trust and shared a burden with you, shared a problem maybe that they're experiencing? It may be someone that is dealing with a particular sin that is so embarrassing they don't want anybody to know about it, but they're trying to get victory over it and they've talked to you about it. Well, the Bible said, a talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is a, of a faithful spirit, what kind of spirit do you have? Are you one that just, you can't wait to rush off and tell what you know about somebody? But he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. In other words, he keeps his lips sealed. Why is it, friend, that when we find out about somebody that has stumbled and fallen into sin, why is it that oftentimes we just can't wait to tell the next person about it? Does it make us feel better to see others stumble and fall? Does it exalt us? Do we think that we are more spiritual by comparing ourselves to those who have sinned and stumbled in their life? Well, and then there might just may be secrets that maybe someone has shared with you that may not be sinful, and they're just wanting to keep it under the hat, so to speak, until a later time, and you just can't wait to, to blab it all out there, and you kindly ruin and take the, 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 the punch out of what they were going to do or reveal because you have revealed it. So here... These are the secret things of honor and privacy. People have taken us into their trust and into their confidence. And it's the word of God teaching us that when someone does that to you or with you, when they bring you into confidence, then you are not to reveal that secret. A friend, as a pastor for years, I don't know how many times People have said, Preacher, I need to talk to you, but it needs to be in strict confidence. I've been, I've talked to people about issues and they don't want it told. And you know what? I never told it. Why? Because that's what the Bible says to do. We ought to have a faithful spirit that conceals the matter and does not reveal the secret things of honor and privacy. In the book of Proverbs chapter number 20, we find it again in verse number 19. The Bible said, He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. You know what God is saying? God is saying, if you're talking to somebody and that person reveals secrets to you and he takes you and tells you what somebody told him that's supposed to be in private, and he may say, well, they told me not to tell it, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you. You ever had anybody do that? Uh, oh, they told me not to say anything about it, but I think I can tell you. Well, I wonder how many other people he's told that, or she's told that. And what God is saying, the best thing you can do is not to talk to people like that. Don't bring them into your confidence because if you share something with them that is confidential, then they're going to run off and tell it to somebody else. Why? Because they do not have a spirit 
that concealeth matters. So God says that, uh, that we are not to meddle not with him. In other words, don't associate with him. He's a talebearer. Yeah, and if you tell him anything that you don't want told, you know what? He's going to tell it. And friend, uh, I, can I say this right here? God help this generation. The Bible comes down heavy against gossip. It comes down heavy against backbiting. It comes down heavy on, on revealing secrets and tale bearing. And I think that it is a disgrace I think that it is hypocrisy. I think that it is nothing but downright sin when people get on Facebook and when they get on Twitter and when they get on whatever else means of, of posting on the internet that they have and they, they slam the church, they talk about the preacher, they run down other believers, and they're doing it right out before the face of the world. Friend, that's nothing but, uh, that's nothing but hypocrisy. That's nothing but gossip. And I believe the word of God condemns that. No, they did not have the internet when the Bible was written. They did not have Facebook and Twitter and these other means of technical uh, communication. But it's, it is just a shame. I think it's a downright shame when people uh, take the, 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 what we would call my, my parents. I used to hear this saying when I was coming up, uh, when they say they'd hang the dirty laundry out before the world. And I think it's a, a crying shame when church members and even preachers will get on social media and hang the dirty laundry of the church out for everybody to see. You ought to keep your mouth shut Y'all to keep your fingers off the keys and instead of criticizing and revealing what's going on and blabbermathing what's going on, amen, you ought to get in your prayer closet in your secret place and talk to God about it and pray for him, amen. And neighbor, I'm convinced and I believe as again another old saying that I grew up around, what goes around comes around. And if you are one of those that are always revealing secrets and tattling and backbiting and gossiping, you just mark her down, friend. You're going to be the subject of all the tattling and the backbiting and the gossip. Amen. The Bible said, whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap. And I believe that's true, friend, even in this area. So there is the secret things of God's hidden counsel. There are the secret things of honor and privacy. And then thirdly, we see there are the secret things of humility. What are you talking about? The secret things of humility. In the book of Matthew chapter number six, Jesus said this, take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise your father, otherwise you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. He said, therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Here it is now. But when thou doest alms, and alms simply means good deeds. He said, but thou, when thou doest alms, when you do in your good deeds, that is to other people. Let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, 
that thine alms may be in secret, that thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But you see the context, Jesus is saying that the that there were men in that day, and a lot of them were these Pharisees, a friend, they did what they did simply to be seen of men. And friend, but God is saying, hey, this is the secret things of humility. Why do we have to get pride involved? How come it is that if anybody wants to give a large amount of money maybe to the church, a lot of times, friend, folk won't do it anonymously, but they want to do it simply so they can be recognized for having done it. And why is it that if anybody does anything for anybody else, somehow or another they've got to let it slip and talk about it and tell about it so they can get the pat on the back? Well, according to the Word of God, that pat on the back is going to be your, the only reward you get. But if what you do, you do it in humility. He said to let not your left hand know what the right hand doeth. And he's talking about there, about just keep it quiet. If you're going to give something, then give it, amen. If you're going to do something, then do it. You don't have to advertise it. The one that counts the most is going to see it anyway, and that's God. And if you're doing it for God, then what does it matter if anybody else ever knows about it? And neighbor, if God sees you do it in humility, then God will reward you openly. That is, others will see the blessings of God in your life because you've done what you're doing for the glory of God and not to be seen of men. Amen? The secret things of humility. He said the same thing about prayer. He said, but and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. He said, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. We don't have to advertise our prayer life before the world. We, we don't have to try to make people think that we're more spiritual than what we are. If you're going to pray in your closet, pray in your closet. But don't do it to be seen of men. And again, if you do it, if your prayer life is simply to receive recognition, then that recognition is going to be the only reward you get, the praise of man. But the praise of man is no good. All it does is inflates the ego. But if you do and pray the prayer that you pray for God, then God's going to see it in secret and God's going to openly reward thee. And when he said that we're to shut the door when we enter into our prayer closet, the idea is that we're we're getting we're shutting out the world. We're shutting out other people. We're putting a in other words, we're secluding ourselves. It's just between us and God, and that's where real communion and real fellowship is going to take place. Is when it's between you and God, not just literally, not just physically, but in your mind. And I want to say this. I believe that in principle, I believe God's teaching a literal truth that we are to get in 
a private place and pray. But in principle, I believe that we can even in public prayer at church, whether we're praying in the altar or from the pew, I believe that we can enter into our closet then. In other words, when we're praying, even if you're called on to pray out loud, do not try to pray to please the ears of those that are listening, but in your mind, you're talking to God, and you just block out, and you pray and talk to God. Now, I know that people can be edified in our prayers. I understand that. But they'll only be edified as they sense the seriousness of your prayer as you are talking to the Father. When they sense the seriousness and the reality of that, then your prayer as they listen can be a blessing to them. Amen. So the secret things of humility. And then in Psalms chapter number 19, we find the secret things of the heart. That is, those are the things that are in your heart that maybe nobody knows about. And in this case, it is sin. In Psalms 19 and verse number 12, the psalmist said, Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from my secret faults. When he asked the question, who can understand his errors? David is saying that we are men and we are sinners and sometimes we don't even understand our own sin. We don't even recognize our own faults. So David said, cleanse thou me from secret faults. Wow. That is, the secret faults are sins that are unknown to us. They're in the heart. Secret. And then he said, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. That are, those are sins uh, that are outward and sins that we are maybe trying to hide from God. So there's two types of secret sins. Those that we do not know about that we may be committing, and we need God to reveal that to us. And then there are those sins that we know we're committing, but we may think we've got it hidden from the rest of the world. It is a shame, friend, that I believe there are preachers that are living a double life. What you see on Sunday and what you see in the pulpit is one side of the man, but who he is in the privacy of his life is another man. And I know that all of us have a sin nature, and I know all of us sin and come short of the glory of God. But neighbor, I'm telling you, you better be in private what you are in public. And if you ain't, you're a hypocrite. And again, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I sin and I fail and I come short of the glory of God and I'm not saying this to toot my horn, but what you, listen, the person that you are listening to right now on the broadcast, that's who I am on Monday morning and Tuesday night and Wednesday day and Thursday afternoon and Saturday night, amen, and Sunday, in other words, that's the man that I try to live like and try to be every day of my life, the secret things. There's people that are living a double life. Some of you church members, some of you folk that are listening, 
You've got your husband or your wife deceived. You've got your family deceived. You've got the church deceived. You've got the work, uh, your work people deceived. Why? Because you're living a life of secrecy. But you know what? God's going to flip that thing out on you one of these days. And then I'm done. There is the secrets that will be brought out in judgment. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 14, 14, or 12, 14, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. God is going to judge secrets. In Romans chapter number two, the Bible said in verse number 16, in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Christ, Jesus Christ according to my gospel. So if we're going to be judged, friend, and, and, and God's going to look at our hearts in the secret things that nobody else knew about it, then why don't we get it out in the open? Why don't we confess our sin and forsake our sin and live right and, and be the man or the woman that what you see is what you are? Be real, friend. Be real. Because you'll be judged for that secret life. The secret things. Well, I hope the message has been an encouragement to you. You can write to us. Uh, this is uh, uh, Keith Allison at P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. Go to our website, keithallisonministries.com. You can call me at area code 706-968-1182. And until next time, keep looking up for Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. It's not a